Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the Don't Put That There, It'll Be Trouble edition. Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this about butts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is about butts. I swear to God. We have talked about butts like five times this summer. At least. At least. At least five times in a row. In I know. A- it's been a lot. It's been a hot butt summer. I'm I'm not complaining. <laughs> it really is the summer of butts. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I kind of needed it. I needed a hot butt summer. Who doesn't need a hot butt summer? <laughs> How many times can we say that? Hot butt summer. <laughs> Hot butt summer. Anyways. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> Today, in betweeny 049, one eel stuck in man's body. And, oh, my God. And 15 giant snails at Houston Airport. You know, it would be funny is yeah. if um, the butt thing had to do with the snails. Oh, man. <laughs> No, when you see the size of these snails, no, you'll not, you'll not want them anywhere near your butt. Okay, yeah, <laughs> for real. I am picturing snails the size of um, like French bulldogs. Am I close? You're close. What? They're really, really big. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh my like, god. They're really, really big. Can you oh. imagine being chased by a snail? How slow it would be. <laughs> You could take a break and have a snack. <laughs> Coffee break. Coffee break. Yes. Uh, I am Jill Chacha, and I am with the very imaginative Marissa Riley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here, as per usual. Uh, yeah, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just it, like you. Yeah, it's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. I should have assumed it was butts. <laughs> I should have assumed. But related. But related. Always put your money on butts. If you're coming onto the show or tuning in, there might be a butt or butt adjacent yeah. theme. Or a parasite. Or a parasite. Which actually has a lot to do with butts. Yes. <laughs> as I have learned <laughs> week after week this summer. Um, yeah, but I, I had no idea what we were going to talk about, but I am so happy to be here um, talking about this butt eel <laughs> And these <laughs> dog-sized snails yeah. at the Houston airport, which right. I've been to. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Should we begin? We should. All right, let's, let's do, do this. It. Let's 
get into this. Let it get into us. Let's just do oh, it. No. <laughs> oh, no. Let's travel a wee bit back in time to July of this year. Oh, my. To a picturesque and truly ancient county-level city in Far East China, Xinhua. Oh, sounds lovely. Sounds lovely. Where is Xinhua exactly? My friends, uh, if you imagine a map of China. Okay. Point to the middle of the East Coast. Okay. There is Shanghai. All right. Now lift your finger north and like an inch or so, and you'll be pointing to Xinhua. Perfect. I Okay, so every time Jill does this, I actually like put my <laughs> finger out into the air with like my imaginary map. And this time when she said an inch north, I was like, I went all the way <laughs> up. To, like, Don't hurt yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> I definitely Don't. went up a foot is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> So, uh, if you fancy a drive there to Xinhua, it's about three and a half hours between the two. And it turns out a lot of people do this, so put a pin in that. Okay. So, like a lot of things in this massive, culturally rich country, Xinhua dates back to nearly, like, 6,000 years ago. And today, interestingly enough, it's a county city, which means the folks living there have judicial but no legislative rights over their own local law. And it's not a city per se because it contains rural areas many, many, many times the size of its urban areas. Very interesting. Yeah. And it's this rural, sprawling farmland that attracts millions of visitors every year. And that's according to BBC Travel. So what... What is it that makes Xinhua a destination spot and Instagram sensation? I don't know, but I need to know soon. (laughs) I really do, because I see a photo coming, and and I'm excited. (laughs) Exactly. Dr. Marissa, I'd love to show you a photo of a teeny section of Xinhua that I think shows off all of its glory and gives you a sense of what this place is like. And, of course, every photo we mentioned today is going to be on our social media stuffs, uh, on Instagram, uh, at well, that's interesting pod, and on Twitter, at WTI underscore pod. So yep. please, come on by and play along. Do it. Uh, Dr. Marissa, if you would, describe what you see here and your impression of Xinhua. I would love to. All right. Yeah. I'm looking at something very beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I'm not 100% sure what's going on. So I see these, like, I see this sort of river mm-hmm. uh, going down the middle of the photo, and then... To each side, I see like these little plots of grass with little tiny um, baby rivers, like uh, little canals. There you go. Going kind of around them. But it's not like perfect. It's not like it's not like little streets or anything. It's like they're intricately they're all it almost looks like crop circles of like grass, grassy little land plots and water and then on the big one in the middle there's all these little boats it's so cute it reminds me of photos of Florence I've never been but (laughs) (laughs) it's gorgeous it's so so beautiful and I am not doing it justice with my terrible description it's like to the horizon there's these like you said these little islands of flowers and they're like golden they're yellow uh there's some areas that are green but it's mostly golden flowers as far as the eye can see and little canals and little valleys of water it's like it's really pretty once again jill's description (laughs) is completely gorgeous eloquent paints a picture whereas i'm like it's a crop circle (laughs) it looks like crop circles with reverse Again, both are true. Both are true. <laughs> both are totally true. Yes. Uh, in fact, starsinsider.com said it best. 
Quote, each spring, the countryside around the city of Xinhua in China's Jingsu province erupts in a riot of color as vast fields of canola flowers blossom in the sunshine. Canola flowers. I'm into it. Tourists descend in their thousands upon the region to witness this natural spectacle when bars of land turn gold and appear to float on a sea of wide canals and narrow channels. Ah, channels. That was the word I was looking for. Channels. Channels. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, again, seemingly endless canals and channels. Say it together. Together. Channels. Channels. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Zingwa again, and I was like... <laughs> Let's say it together I, now. One, two, three. Zingwa. <laughs> I had no idea. What you're I had no idea. I was like, okay. <laughs> so Zinghua is wet as fuck, and the canola fields are just one watery attraction. Uh, there's the Liz Hong Water Forest Park, the Quinn Lake National Wetland Park. There's the Dezong Lake. And what I'm basically saying is that there's a shit ton of bodies of water. So maybe it's no surprise then that a resident, an unnamed gentleman, was able to get his hands on a live eel. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Remember we're talking about eels today. I uh, (laughs) remember our conversation from like three minutes ago. I am stressed. (laughs) I'm so stressed for this eel and this person. Uh, So now his name, age, none of this was disclosed, but we do know this. He had been constipated for an extended period of time. Oh, no. And it was long enough to cause some concern. Oh, no. Now, that picture of Xinghua that we just saw says a thousand words, and for sure some of them are synonyms for beautiful, but also remote, isolated. So maybe it's also no surprise that to cure his ailment, he resorted to a, um, quote, folk remedy Okay. that involved, you guessed it, using a live eel um, to get things moving. Oh, my God. I... Oh. Uh-oh. I just... <laughs> you yeah. know what? I'm going to say something. It's going to be controversial. I get it. What? What's up? When you are in a position like he is in... Yeah. You will do anything. Sure. You Absolutely. are frustrated if it has been days, if it has been a week... You are like, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Eat an eel? Sure, no problem. Mm. Where do I get one? So, yeah. I feel although, for this person. Yeah, although he uh, he didn't eat it. What? Yeah, he didn't eat the eel. Let's, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got this all wrong. <laughs> Redact everything I just said. No, you know what? I think a lot of people, that you think, okay, that's like, all right. People eat eels, but yeah. uh, in this case, we, uh, you know, let me let me just get into it. Into, oh, into no. it, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So, if you've ever held a live eel or saw someone holding a live eel, it's not easy. No, no, they're powerful, quite slippery, and depending on the species, they could fuck you up real good with electric shocks. Yes. So, how this guy managed to um, insert the eel into his anus? Oh god! <laughs> I mean, what can I say? A plus for handling. But definitely F minus when it came to planning and foresight, because what happened next is a goddamn horror. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, would you do the honor of reading my notes based on our sources this week, uh, Newsweek, GlobalTimes.com, and MedicalNewsToday.com? Of course. All right. <laughs> Quote, after entering the rectum or the lower part of the large intestine, the eel traveled up 
through the colon, oh my God, or the remainder of the large intestine, which is about five feet long. And quote, gross. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst decision. I was so for, I was like on this person's side and I'm so not anymore. (laughs) This is a... This is a tough one. Don't do that. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Great advice. (laughs) Don't. Just don't. (laughs) Yeah. The eel had no intention of curing anything, and I get that. Um, Instead, it went up the intestine towards the abdominal area, where it then decided, that's right, to chew its way out. Ah! (laughs) That's right. Let it out. Ah! (laughs) I'm making the home alone face. She is. (laughs) Slash the, uh, the Van Gogh yeah. painting right now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it was at this point our patient finally gave no fucks about distance and travel difficulties and got himself to a hospital. Good. Yeah. Now, it wasn't that it wasn't like a scene from Alien. Are you sure? Yes. But he could feel something like chewing around in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm happy to report that the operation to remove a very pissed off eel was successful. Okay. And yes, you heard me. The eel was still alive when it was found. All eight inches of it were just fine. Yeah. So. Wow. Now, the man, however, he got to the emergency room right in time, it seems. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please read for us from globaltimes.com the article... Uh, man inserts eel into rectum from anus to relieve constipation as to what happened and, you know, what could have gone really wrong. Of course. Of course. Also, best title of an article ever. Um, <laughs> quote, the doctor who gave him the operation said he could have lost his life as bacteria in the large intestine may cause hemolysis when it reaches the abdominal cavity. Mm-hmm. End quote. Okay, now is that bacteria from um, the um, what's the word gut? The excrement that he was not moving, or is that from the eel? Yeah, uh, it's probably his body's gut bacteria, and probably the the poop. Sure. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Could be a, like a number of things. Hemolysis yeah. can be caused by lots of lots of things if you give it a google but in this particular case uh, essentially that bacteria having escaped his intestine would have broken down the red blood cells in his body faster than he could make them wow yeah Yeah. since red blood cells carry oxygen to your organs that would suck and be an incredibly dangerous situation yeah now thank yeah thankfully that did not happen but of course what has happened you guess it. This has happened before. Not to this guy, but another guy back in 2017. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No. According to menshealth.com, a 49-year-old man from the Baiyan district in Gangzhou was having his own struggles with constipation and, quote, was told by his friends to try this folk remedy as a cure. Bad friends. <laughs> so Those bad. are terrible friends. I hope he doesn't talk to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if they are still friends, but Dr. Marissa, would you please read and tell us what happened to this gentleman? Of course. Oh, yes. oh my God. All right, quote, he was immediately rushed to emergency surgery and doctors were shocked to find a 20-inch Asian swamp eel among his intestines. Because <laughs> I'm coughing because I'm, I'm so shocked. Um, doctors asked him after surgery how it got there. 
<laughs> he at first told doctors that it had swam up there by itself. He later admitted to willingly putting the eel up his anus, end quote. Yeah. I've never... I, I was literally choked up. Yes. <laughs> and talking about that. I could I, I could just feel the eel in my throat. I was like, yeah. ugh. It's literally shocking. No. It's pretty awful. Uh, he survived as well, but I think today we learned not to stick wild animals up our bums. No. To relieve constipation. No. Uh, please instead try taking some magnesium. I it's hear. awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yes. So And it's not Neil. <laughs> yeah, it's not Neil. After the break, we're heading to Texas yes. for some Texas-sized snails. Yes. That could cause Texas-sized problems. Yeah, they will. Stay tuned. Please do. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two Colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at constantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that Elvis once showed up to the White House high as a kite with a bunch of guns? Did you know that Eleanor Roosevelt once had a romantic relationship with a lesbian reporter? Hi, we're Stephanie. And Tux. From Beyond Reproach, a comedic history podcast where we talk about political scandals like how FDR's grandfather made the family fortune smuggling dope. And messy government officials like President Johnson, who named his dick Jumbo and would wave it around at people on Capitol Hill. Gross. <laughs> and we do it all while drinking period-appropriate historic cocktails, like JFK's favorite, the Lion. Daiquiri. We are not historians. We're just a couple of drunks who never shut up and love history. We hope you'll join us on Beyond Reproach for some big facts, good laughs, a little bit of swearing, a lot of drinking, and a real good time. You can find Beyond Reproach wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And boy, howdy. July was a busy month, y'all. Yeah, especially for butts. <laughs> especially for butts. <laughs> uh, let's head on over to the unfortunately named George Bush Intercontinental Airport yeah. in Houston, Texas, uh, where it's a normal day, just like any other, which means odds are the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or the CBP, is going to see something today. Yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it's true. Even in 2020, during a pandemic, when travel was reduced to an absolute crawl and restrictions were aplenty, quote, the CBP agricultural specialists discovered 250 pests at U.S. ports of entry 
and 3,091 materials for quarantine. Oh. End quote. My God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nearly like one live creature a day found in like a bag or what? worse. Who, who has the time to pack a live creature? I forget half of the things. Every time I freaking travel, I forget half of the things that are important to me. I'll like get all the way there and I'm like, I didn't bring any shoes. Like, <laughs> and these people are bringing fucking animals. Yeah. I know it's probably for money and stuff, but still. So. Uh, they're good packers. What can I yeah. say? Uh, now, that quote was from the CBP memo, Passenger Packed Escargo in Carry-On Luggage, oh my released God. released July 20th. And my friends, that title does not do these snails justice. Dr. Marissa, I'd like to introduce you to the um, not one, not five, not 11, but 15 live snails found in a passenger's carry-on. Now, we'll get into the details of the attempted smuggling in a minute, but if you would, doctor, please describe the size of the particular species we're going to talk about today in this photo. Okay, so the reason I said nothing <laughs> the whole time Jill was um, talking about the number of snails was because the photo was already available to me, and I saw it, and I, I was speechless. Um, this snail... Okay, yeah. um, imagine the most recent puppy video that you saw on Instagram... Um, this is the size of a puppy. Yeah. This is like, this is a, I see a picture of a man, like a grown man holding a snail and the snail is bigger than his hand. Yes. So like the, uh, I don't know, the slug part, (laughs) it's like the size of like a cow's tongue. It's like, it's like, imagine holding a tennis shoe. It's that big. Can I compare it to anything else? It's like a, it's a t- two uh, glasses. I don't know. I'm looking for things around. It's big. It's too big. Oh, I lo- I'm really enjoying watching your panic. <laughs> I'm so panicked by the snail. Yeah, it's yeah, it's from fingertip to wrist of this person, and it's the it's and it's the width too. It's like girthy. It's girthy. She's girthy, you, man. You know she leaves a a big trail. <laughs> That's right. You know she you know where she was. You know, <laughs> you know where she's going. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, this incredible snail, or gastropod mollusk, is aptly called the giant West African snail. Uh-huh. It, also goes, <laughs> it also goes by the name uh, banana rasp snail, oh. or what I called it when I first saw it, the Jesus Christ, are you kidding me snail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, when you see this picture um, on our Instagram, your mouth will drop, yeah. and you will need like a moment to yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, A few things about them. They can easily grow to eight inches in length and live a good 10 years. What? Yeah. 10 years? Yeah, it's an investment. Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And to get that big and to reach such an ancient age for a snail, let's face it, uh, you have to have one hell of an appetite. Yeah. And they sure do. Oh. In their native home of West Africa... And when they've been spotted in places they shouldn't be, looking at you, Florida, (laughs) they've been documented chowing down on over 500 different species of plants and flowers. And they really love crops like lettuce, peas, bananas, even peanuts. My friends, everything green is game to them. Like, well, yeah. 
Good for them. I, yeah. I wish I was living that green life. Um, I today alone, I have eaten a burrito and a shawarma, and and that's it. And that's all I'm gonna do. No, you're living your best life. I am. So, I am. There was some lettuce yeah. on on the shawarma. That's that counts. Uh, these snails are nocturnal, also. So by the time you wake up, your farm will be ravaged. Wow. So, and to top it off, my favorite fact. Uh, that beautiful shell that it has. It's stunning. Yeah. It takes some work and needs a lot of maintenance uh, to keep it strong and for it to keep up with the growth of the snail's body. What it needs is calcium. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So check this out. When the West African snail finds itself, say, in like an urban area like Miami, it resorts to eating concrete and stucco. Are you kidding? Yeah. Because they figured out there's calcium in the walls of your home. I didn't even know that. Yeah. God, these things are smart (laughs) and rude. Eating my house? Stop it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, this big-time snail can cause big-time trouble. But not only for our plants, our fucking homes, and crops, but our brains. What? Yes. No. You heard me, Dr. Marissa. Uh, If you would... Please read a little bit more about this from the CBP memo released in July. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Quote, They are also a vector for rat lungworm, a parasite nematode or worm capable of causing rare forms of meningitis in humans. End quote. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? She's shaking me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's upsetting. Um, Do you remember rat lungworm disease? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. We talked about it during uh, In Between E-046 when a tourist in Hawaii ate a slug on a dare. Don't. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't. Just stop eating things and stop putting things up your butt. Just stop (laughs) it. Eat food and just uh, uh, put sex things up your butt. That's (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. Stop there. That's (laughs) nothing else. If you learn anything from this podcast, <laughs> butts are for sex. Okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, rat lungworm disease. <laughs> to the best of your recollection, Dr. Marissa, do you remember the life cycle of that parasite by any I, chance? Vaguely. I remember yeah. it has to like, doesn't it have to grow up in like three different animals? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So exactly. Under normal circumstances, uh, the host rat like the host rat's droppings are filled with the parasite's eggs, right? right. Uh, then a slug or a snail cl- like crawls through it or eats the poop because why not? Uh, the eggs hatch and the worms begin to grow in the snail. Yeah. Then a rat comes along, eats the snail, and then there it's inside the rat where the parasites uh, they can mature and find a mate, and then they lay eggs, and then it happens all over again. They poop out the eggs, and it's like a, a whole cycle. Remember that? Rat to snail to rat. Exactly. Rat to snail to rat. Yeah. So when a human eats an infected snail or <laughs> or eats raw veggies that are infected, um, well, I should say eats raw veggies that an infected snail interacted with, uh, those parasites end up in the brain causing an infection known as meningitis. Now, if you want more detail, we've got you scroll on back to in between E046. We explain the whole damn thing. Uh Please do have a listen if you haven't heard that one. It's a great time. It's one of my favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, it, in other words, um, don't eat slugs. 
Yeah, that you find on the side of the road. That you find on the side of the road, but also where else would you find them? And then <laughs> don't eat vegetables. That's it. That's all you have to do. If you don't want meningitis, <laughs> I, Dr. Marissa, am telling you not to eat vegetables. Avoid vegetables at Please all don't costs. listen to me. That's yeah. a joke. That is 900% a bit. Eat your vegetables. Just make sure they're clean. There you go. Uh, now, because of all of this, CBP is on edge. And maybe, just maybe, that smuggler knew the havoc they could cause because her conscience kicked in. Oh, my God. Yeah, get this. When her flight landed, she declared the snails to customs. What? Well, that's not exactly true. At first, she only claimed dried beef as her item. Okay. But then altered her declaration to say, oh, yeah, I have 15 giant West African snails, too. Dude. So, so. Dude. And these snails traveled a long way. They flew from Nigeria to Texas which is about a 14-hour trip. Oh, my God. They didn't have much leg room or shell room, I should say, but they did have a great in-flight snack. Oh. Um, yeah. Dr. Marissa, could you tell us what they were traveling in and what they were able to nibble on during their flight? Of course. All right. According to the memo, quote, agriculture specialists found three plastic zip-closed bags containing the live snails with fresh leaves and about a quarter pound of beef. End quote. So they're eating steak. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're eating steak and salad. Yeah, exactly. Nice. They're eating better than I did today. I'm <laughs> kidding. Nothing was better than that burrito. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, they got some beef, which got me a little concerned because, uh, I mean, we basically said, like, plants and shit. Yeah, so, plants and walls. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. So do they also eat meat? So I gave it a Google and yeah, they have been known to eat other snails and smaller insects, even dog food. Oh. They're like the raccoons of mollusks, but like raccoons that could also eat your home. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. So we learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> In some... Please don't shove up, don't shove eels up your butt. Please don't, don't do it. And please don't smuggle giant snails from Africa. They're just, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, please. they're going to eat your house. <laughs> That's a phrase I never thought I would say. Yes. They will eat your house. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. And your beef and your dog food <laughs> yes. and your nice salad. They're just going to move in. And they, they might give you meningitis. Yeah, bad news. That's a, that's a lot of problems. That's a lot of problems. Too many for me. Yeah. Not so, worth it. Thumbs down on the West African snail yeah. as a pet. Don't do it. Leave them be. Leave them alone. Leave the eels alone. But we want you to stay interesting. Oh, please do. 